The date is Friday, June 24th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. Interior design might not be what you think of when you hear the word entertainment, but luckily for us, there are people who make it entertaining. One such person is viral TikToker Clinton Avery Tharp, who joins us today to talk about what's trending in the world of home furnishings and his life and work. So enjoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite show on the internet, encapsulating all things entertainment. You know it. You love it. It's Entertain This. Entertain This. Hey, are you okay over there, pal? Uh, no. No. Are you, are you eating right? Are you Are you getting enough fiber? I need help. Okay. No, I just need help in general. Okay. Hmm. Hey, yeah. that's. it's good that you... Uh, that you know that I will say, uh-huh. yeah. um, yeah. I I can can we do a quick check in? I think we need to do a quick check in with the hosts. Can we do a quick check in? Let's yeah. do a quick check in. Do a little uh, check. I'm Alex. I'm uh, I'm I feel neutral today, which is good. <laughs> Any for, day if you're not cases. shitty, yeah. that's great. <laughs> that's great, Mike. You need help, but let's yep. let's get into it. Yeah. So I'm I'm Michael. Uh, I have only cried three times today. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's better than my usual. Uh, and yeah, and things I guess are fine, but I need help. Mm, with that's, anything that's all, that's all the that's all the information I'm uh, I'm obligated to share, or I'm okay. at liberty to share. Okay. Yeah, if, yeah, you yeah hit, if you hit F11 on your keyboard, that should pull up the help menu. I thought Is it was called F4. F4? Yeah. One of the Fs. Alt F4? Nope. That might have stopped my recording, but we'll find out later. <laughs> did you Wait, did you actually? Did you actually no, okay. no, 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 no. That's part of the bit. If you hit Command Q, that, that should. Uh... <laughs> no. Nick, how are you holding up? Uh, yeah, I'm Nick, and uh, I'm doing all right today. Well, I'm a little sleepy, but hot. A little sleepy? And roasted. So yeah, man, outside. it's hot here. <laughs> it's hot in the old sins and are nasty, as we call Cincinnati sometimes. Synergy nasty. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, it's hot. It's hot. It's humid. We want to get outside, but we're inside. Uh, and our surroundings are, we're doing the best we can with what we got. Uh, but I think we can all be doing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, with specifically our in, our interior designing of our backgrounds and offices, <laughs> um, so so you lucky boys, I've reached out to an expert uh, on on interior design and furnishing, as well as some other things. But we'll get into a bit of that later. But for now, I want to introduce our guest for this month, our guest expert, if you would. Uh, that was good. You got world, me with that one. <laughs> thank you. World renowned TikToker. Uh, Got got 14 million likes on TikTok Damn. for uh, his his videos. Uh, has a follower count uh, almost all the way up to one million. Uh, getting there. Maybe we'll get there after this episode. Without further ado, uh, Mr. Clinton Avery Tharp. Hi. Welcome. There Hello. He is. <laughs> How's everybody doozing? Doozing. Do, sorry. <coughs> doing. Well, well, Michael Michael needs help. Clearly. Hey, he honey. Won't. Hey, honey, I'm coming. I'll come help. Please. You okay? I need help, please. No, I'm the soft, quiet talker. You just, no, you, you get you grouchy. Oh, okay. Please yeah. help! 
Yeah. Oh, help! <laughs> yeah, you feel that help? You feel that? Oh, sorry, this is getting weird. Whoa, I, I was the gruff one. You were supposed to be the soft oh, one. Okay. You need help too? I'm gruff. Aww, I, I need, honey. I'm gruff. I don't, I don't like soft things. Gruff, go what? to bed. Go to bed. Oh. Gruff, go to bed. Uh, you need a I, nap. Night, night. Everyone. Go to your bed. Night, night. I like that that's how people sometimes are. Like, go yeah. to your bed. Like, anytime you do something that they don't like, if you're this small dog, go to bed. You just have to go to bed all day, all yeah. the time. And that's go your, your thing. Bed. That's You just go to bed. It's no fair. Go to your bed. Okay. Clinton, I want to I thank you for coming on our show. Thanks for yeah. having me here. We're so excited to have you. Uh, and I want to get into the plethora of knowledge that you bring to the table. But first, let's do a quick overview uh, we're, of course, entertained this, encapsulating all things entertainment. Mm-hmm. And there is a huge docket of entertainment that we can't cover alone. And it's sort of like the home improvement, uh, HGTV sort of part of entertainment. And I would say, generally speaking, you are just an expert in that column. Um, and I want to I learn more about you, but I want to start from the beginning, uh, which I'm going to leave up to you. Uh, at oh. what point, or let's just start with creativity as a whole. What were your kind of creative outlets growing up? Man, what were my creative outlets? Well, I come from a family of writers. My grandfather was a, he was kind of like Forrest Gump, which, hey, I listened to that episode <laughs> of this show recently. Nice. He was kind of like Forrest Gump. He didn't have any mental handicaps or anything, but... Uh, he just lived that kind of crazy life where he was like always in all these places. Like he interviewed Elvis for the newspaper. He was a boxer, like Golden Gloves boxing. Uh, but he was also a writer and like a coach. And he was in two world wars. Not world. War, he was in World War One. No, sorry guys, World War Two. Hey, it's okay. That's <laughs> the better one to be in. That's, a good, that's, that's the good arguable. one. That's the one everyone's talking that's about. That's that, that, that's that nuke, the new Coke of wars. Yeah. yeah, so he was in the, you know, the, the better sequel, one. Yes. He, the sequel, that's right. Sometimes the sequel's better. But, yeah, my grandpa was awesome. And then my father and his brother, uh, they both got the, the gift of the writing talent. And uh, I feel like I kind of picked up on that, but then... My mom's side of the family is more like, hey, we're physical, we sing, and we're kind of stupid. And so I kind of got some of that <laughs> and mashed those together. And I'm like a little walking, talking, dancing little fool. So growing up, I would, you know, I would just kind of be that everywhere. And I always, like from childhood, I wanted to be, you know, making videos. We, we made little videos as kids, like with yeah. the mm-hmm. camcorder. And then to cut and go to the next scene, it would just be like, okay, we got to film the next part of the, you know. And the tape. Yeah, exactly. Film the next part of it. And then, oh, we want music? Get the headphones with the uh, Walkman up to the (laughs) microphone of the camera. Like, all right, here's the scene. And that's how we would shoot stuff back then when we were like 10 through 13 years old. Yeah. And so that's where a lot of it comes from, which is just my deep yearning to do that that I was born with uh, I was born in the middle of the sun and delivered here by stork so mm-hmm. that's kind of weird but yeah. yeah it's the truth 
you you have distinct memories of that i'm sure mm-hmm. um yeah i mean uh, the generation of people who like grew up watching like uh america's funniest home videos back when like bob saget used to host it yeah um, and even after that uh grew up with that mentality of we have this technology that can like record we need to use it like we can record ourselves we can be the ones who make the tv and the movies uh, and that, of course, gave way to the age of the Internet where, like, YouTubers and vloggers and stuff became just super popular in, like, the early, uh, or I guess the late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, that fire just kept burning. So I feel like that's a story that a lot of people who uh, consider themselves creative types sort of fall into with their own sort of beginnings of creativity. Is that, like, home video, get together with our friends during the summer and make something awesome yes it's like the ultimate form of playing you know you're like oh what are we gonna do well let's get the video camera out and then everything we do is awesome all of a sudden it just makes everything a little more exciting because (laughs) now there's stakes (laughs) yeah and it gives you like the excuse to explore that sort of imaginary space more because if people are like why did you do this? You're like, because we had to get the take. Like we had, yeah. to do, we had to tell the story. We had, to, we had to get the take. Yeah, it gives you all these reasons to like, you're, yeah, like why are you building a ten foot long, you know, Italian suit that's double breasted? Like it's for the movie we're making, mom. Because I'm a very <laughs> tall man in this flick. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm standing on a twelve foot ladder, and if they see the ladder, the immersion is destroyed. And he likes double breasted suits. And he's. <laughs> Very stylish, and he understands a good double-breasted suit. Because I'm making a movie about giants and ninja turtles, mom. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, you got a you got a pretty large following on uh, various social medias. You make great content, but uh, I I found out that through you, I think you actually are the one who told me. So now I'm bringing it up. See how that works. Um, that 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 wasn't your your first passion, like creating and content creation. Um, while that was like your beginnings, that's not where you wanted to be professionally, correct? Yes. I always say I'm a musician. Therefore, I flip furniture for a living. Incredible. (laughs) That's kind of how I got into it was, you know, I play music, all kinds of different music, but I've been in like indie rock bands here in Oklahoma City is where I am. Nice. And uh, been playing in bands since I was like 18. And I'm 37 now. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you know, you're trying to make that dream kind of like survive or be alive. And you've got to get some side hustles going. And I always kind of have this like attraction to furniture and interior design. Is Ever since living at home even, I was like, ooh, I want to collect all these old tins. I mean, it wasn't always a great <laughs> style, but I always had some sort of style. And uh, just kind of carried on with me, you know there's this point where you turn like 18 or so where like Home Depot and Lowe's kind of, you're like, Oh wait, I get that store now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll go there. I but can go there. You're like, it's not illegal. <laughs> yeah. When you're like seven years old up to like 16 and then there's this gray area from 16 to 18 where you're changing, mm-hmm. but you're like, no mom, we're not going to the stores that don't have ceilings. Like, yeah. I'm not going to the warehouse store. Is it a real store? Does it have toys? I'm not going there. There are birds that live in the ceiling and they tweet at me and I hate that because I'm inside and those are outside things. Yeah. I don't like when the birds are in the side of the building. 
<laughs> yeah, me either. Uh, <laughs> how'd they get in there? It doesn't make any sense. I don't like but, that. It's freaky. I, I like I have to get kind of up close to talk about certain things. Oh, no, yeah, I can hear you. No. It adds a certain 3D okay, environment. Hey, People who are Nick. listening back later. Mm-hmm. You can whisper, if you'd like, you can whisper a secret for, for our listeners to hear later. Nick, I don't like when the mean, weird birds are inside the building. <laughs> Neither do I. Great. <laughs> okay, cool. We can see. <laughs> so, so it took us 12 minutes that, to find huh? common ground for us to have the rest of this conversation. We yeah. don't like fake birds in real buildings. No. Boom. <laughs> And all birds are fake. I'll say that. I'll it's be true. the brave soul who says that. Totally true. Um, I know they are. It's true. Look in your heart. You'll see. But, but yeah, so you're a musician first, um, and you kind of got into, like, you're, you're joining these indie rock bands around Oklahoma City. Um, so when it comes to, like, music and stuff like that, what, what's, your, what's your main instrument? What do you play? I play the guitar, and I sing songies. You sing song. You do the sing song? I sing song. Wow. I was actually uh, going to be on The Voice season nine, but I got kicked kicked off like a day before the blind audition. But I lived out in Studio City for like six weeks, got all prepped up, you know, to do it. (laughs) And it's a real weird thing. You're like sequestered to a hotel and all this stuff. And Mm. then they're like, okay, we don't want you to play your guitar because we want to... Uh, like reveal that later. Okay. I was like, all right. So sing the song in the style of Robert Plant, and instead of the style that I had done it, and so I go to like do this glorified karaoke with the band, mm-hmm. and I'm just like choking <laughs> on the song. It just was like not feeling right, and I was just like not singing the way that I usually sing. And they're like, okay, we're gonna do a song change. How about this Elton John song? And I was like, man, okay. I tried to do that choked again and then it was like all right well bye (laughs) i was like okay that sounds sounds like every hollywood story is exactly that key for key yeah which sucks because i would i I would have paid yeah right so i would have paid so much money to hear you in interviews on the voice (laughs) that would have just absolutely made my time yeah they were like trying to get me to cry about a bike accident i had (laughs) seriously (laughs) they always got to do that in those shows though they have to play a little i'm not gonna cry about the bike accident man yeah how were they were they like can you just like pretend to cry or were they like no seriously like that bike accident was you better cry like it was they were trying to yeah it was kind of like that it was like okay just get in that headspace that you were at you know you just had well, a bike accident, bike accident. how <laughs> bad how bad was the bike accident it was pretty bad because it so i broke my jaw and separated my shoulder oh in the oh. terrible bicycle accident and then bicycle not motorcycle yeah, yeah. we should bicycle yeah. it's me and my legs yep and uh, so then i go to have the surgery they you know, through the wire mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So you're like wired <laughs> shut. That's Kanye West. Exactly. If you guys don't know, you should look it up. It's really <laughs> great. Anyway. So to put the wire on, it's basically like putting braces on you kind of. While they were doing that surgery, they overdosed me with epinephrine. Mm. 100 times the dose. Oh, no. Which is like killed. It's like a deathly dose. What? I wake up and have congestive heart failure. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is more than just a bike accident. This yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, so they're like, now go there, go there in your mind palace. 
in my like, mind I palace, I was high. Yeah, it, I, <laughs> I don't remember any of it. I <laughs> built my mind Radiohead. palace while <laughs> I was listening to I really was. Sing this Elton John song and think about that time you built your mind castle after <laughs> being pumped with too many drugs. It's like, that's probably how Elton John wrote the song, too. Yeah. But that's wild. Elton yeah, John so was just the singer. Hmm. His lover was the writer. That's right. You got that right. So you're pursuing music, and how old are you at this point? I was nine years old. I'm just kidding. I was okay. like, <laughs> I was like, maybe during the bike accident, maybe I'm yeah. losing track of the timelines here. I'm losing track of who I am. It's no, probably was... from all of the drugs they pumped you full yeah, of. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I ended up being okay. I was like 22 or 23 or some stuff like that. Gotcha. Were you still flipping furniture at the time when like that was all going down? Um, I hadn't got into it quite yet. I was like still just buying for myself and like amassing things like what you know part of it is to also feed the habit yeah me flipping the furniture it's kind of like okay got too much stuff now (laughs) better sell it yeah oh okay so you're selling i'm sorry i thought you were actually physically flipping the furniture because i mean i do that too sometimes oh okay i'm sure you see nick's nick's comically trained so he has he has the (laughs) highbrow humor we we get the low punches in um but it's very Woody Allen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you nailed it. You you have steezed out our vibe in exactly 17 minutes. <laughs> and I congratulate you on that. He's got the sniffer. He can sniff it. It's true. Um so so you're on the voice. It's your your 20 something year 20 21 you said, right? Yeah. 21ish no, years come old. On. I was cool. probably Honestly, I think I was 25. Okay, cool. <laughs> 25. Nice. When was season 9? I'm 37 now. Yeah, Someone I'm looking that, that up. Uh, Let me continue to pretend that I watched The Voice. 2015. <laughs> okay, so and I'm 37. So, yeah, 25. You you about nailed it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Works approved. Yeah. Close uh, enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, 28? We're not we're not a math podcast. No. So, <laughs> cast. This ain't about The Voice, but we can talk about it for a little bit longer. How did they like find you? Um, I went to a cattle call in Denver, Colorado. The worst way to talk about casting calls, by the way, but that is 100% accurate. They're like, hey, idiots, show up. And people do. Yeah. Show up for an opportunity for us to take advantage of you. Correct. (laughs) Exactly. Well, the the odd thing is I did that in like, so that was 2015 when, Mm -hmm. so like in 2013 or something is when I did the cattle call. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, got on this couch, and this guy came in, and I had to. Oh, you know, oh no, never, they, yeah. never a good place for those sing, stories no. to start. For him. Okay, no, just uh, saying. Yeah, so went through the whole like, you know, thousands of people in a stadium, and then like it ended up twenty five of us in a classroom. Um, wow. Is how they kind of like, but like a lot of a lot of twenty fives in a classroom, a lot of oh, 20, okay. you know probably they just keep filtering that process down to where it's probably like 10 classrooms of 25 people. Mm-hmm. And then they take from those classrooms, probably three people each. And then I made it to the next day on that where it was like, okay, now you come in the studio and you sing a song. And I did that. And after that, they're like, yeah, you're all right. And then I didn't hear back till two years later. They're like, come out here to studio city. And I just kind of like made it without even having to do anything so that was kind of crazy it was like maybe they just knew what they were looking for that next year and 
It's wild. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know why they do what they do, but they Strange. do. Strange. That was a boot. Okay. Quote. Is it really? No. Oh, nice. <laughs> I demand that was also we call a Buddha the fact quote. checker. <laughs> no, with an ellipsis. No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Maybe the wisest of words. Um, but so so let's do let's do a little fun round. Uh, because you say that you've been in a lot of bands and we were talking before we started going live about wild band names. I want to hear like, what were the bands? If you can even remember or if they even had names. Yeah. Um, so I was in a, the very first band I was in cult was called grandpa shortcut. Very good. Very, yeah. very good. <laughs> like, very good. I don't know, we we're just like, what's well, two words, grandpa shortcut. Let's do that. <laughs> Nailed in one. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. I'm great at naming bands here. <laughs> and then we were in, uh, Cosmo the Space Rat. Still, <laughs> that's incredible too. That was our next one. It's still yeah. me and this one other guy. Two and for then two. We became the Grown Ups. Dum dum. Yeah, uh, like, we got a really dum. good name here, and so did a lot of other bands. There was like three right. other bands. Eventually, an Adam that. Sandler movie. Yeah, and then that happened. We were like, oh, the band, the band name's dead. And <laughs> finally, the band I'm in is the Dirty Little Betty's. The Dirty Little Betty's. Yeah, hmm. we have a small little deal with GC Records, and it's uh, it's like bluegrass indie rock kind of stuff. I call that modern folk. Yeah, yeah, mod folk. Mod folk. <laughs> it's mod alt folk. I have okay. an entire alt. playlist on Spotify called Modern Folk. So guess what's getting added to that? Yeah, Are you on Spotify. Is your band on Spotify? Yes. Say it. Say its name one more time. The in case Dirty people... Little Bettys. Dirty Little Bettys. Okay, so good. just doing a cursory Google search and finding the. I'm. I'm very convinced that you were probably the one who wrote the description for the Bandcamp. Uh, <laughs> the Dirty Little Bettys. It's really just a bunch of hoo ha bullcrap that we made up, and we hope you dig it, child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I did write that. So honest. It's like I appreciate you're. It. Your personality is just so distinct and easy to suss out from the rest. It, I love <laughs> it so much. <laughs> so let's get to the um, to, to the to the grand realization that we're working towards here. <laughs> yeah, thank you for keeping us on track here. Right? <laughs> of course, <laughs> we're full, I'm tripping See, on zero sugar Mountain Dew right now. <laughs> it's and you absolutely ride. will. Here's the dirty little secret of this uh, podcast is every time, no matter how wild it gets, we're usually forming narratives just to keep us on track. Um, but so so you're playing with your band. How long have you been with this band, by the way? The Dirty Little Betty. The Dirty Little Betty's. It's been like six years. Just throwing out yeah, a number there. Something like okay. that. Six years since you looked at me. Six years <laughs> since we formed this band. Uh, so, so you're playing music. And you're you're doing what you love. Um, was your first thought like, okay, I I have to make money if I'm gonna keep doing this gig based thing. Um, I'm gonna start flipping furniture. Was that like your first go to? No. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out how it how it happened. I mean, it, so, so long it, ago. Some you're, of the timing the is with like how concreting it. Well, so Facebook Marketplace, do you remember when it first came out? It yeah. was like, mm -hmm. you, no one was really doing business on there. Or if mm -hmm. you were selling something on there, you weren't getting anything near what it was worth. Right. 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 
Yeah, it's like that's if, if you were if you years. ever wanted to be like a respectable uh, person selling random garbage on the internet, you use Craigslist or eBay, right? Yeah, or eBay, yeah. Yes. So I, you know, I was doing eBay. That's kind of what I was doing first. Was like little collectibles and really anything I could like research. And so it was like a mixture of stuff I was into, like some home accents and decor and stuff, and then like wow, these vintage dolls sell for a lot of money, so I guess I'll have them. <laughs> so is it just like going through what you just happened to have at your place and just like, what could potentially sell for a lot of money? Yeah, there was a lot of that kind of in the beginning. And then, you know, like, oh, that sold for a lot. Let me go try to find more of those. And I just, mm. I've loved going thrifting since I was in high school, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, that's where we found clothes that we could afford as kids mm-hmm. and then you see like the beautiful thing about the thrift store is you can manifest anything at the thrift store you really can like, I will for real I will say stuff before I go and I'm like universe show me a pair of Levi's pants no not really but like <laughs> I won't example. say Levi's pants but I'll be like a tufted sofa or you know just something that's worth my time and looking at entertain me Thrift entertain store, this. entertain this thrift store, universe. <laughs> Incredible. That that was a reaction, by the way. As soon as you said entertain me, I couldn't stop it from coming. Entertain out. us, so we can entertain um, me. And entertain. We're not there yet. No. Um, but that yeah. So so thrifting led to collecting. It sounds like and collecting led to selling, and then selling led to noticing trends, which led back to thrifting. Yes. And then you're like profit. <laughs> this 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 profit. Exactly. Nice. At some point. You so hope then you, profit. I'm guessing that the thrifting eventually led to buying like furniture and taking those kind of bigger risks where you're like, oh, like this stool just sold for a ton of money. Yes. Maybe I can buy another stool and you're like, well, this stool's pretty good, but I could probably fix it up. Is that like the path you went down? Yeah, basically I was, anytime I would move to a place I would always like get my furniture from the thrift store so I would be like okay what do I got to do to make this piece cooler and yeah uh, just kind of started figuring out little you know I'm, I'm looking for easy stuff to do as well it's like I'm not a woodworker so I can paint something you anybody can paint something and a great thing about painting furniture is you can always do that the thing that will change is the color of the furniture. Like you see a lot of things right now, they're getting painted that like dark Navy blue. It's like, you can almost do that to any piece or like an emerald green. And it's just like, there'll always be trendy colors and then hardware. There's always like a way to update the hardware. So that's a little rule I live by. It's like anytime you find a dresser or a desk or something, if it, if the wood can't be saved, then paint it a trendy color and replace the hardware with something trendy and bam you've got something there how do you keep up on those well i guess it's easy for you because if it sells then that's evidence towards whether or not it's trending Mm -hmm. if it doesn't sell then there you go well are you going to ask like how do i train my eye or kind of stay up to date on what's trendy yeah yes what a great question let's go straight (laughs) that you just asked me that so (laughs) incredible uh i don't have an answer actually 
No, oh. J Cakes. Totally wow. <laughs> J Cakes. Interview LOL. over. I'm going to head out. <laughs> so I'll go to like West Elm. There, There is a West Elm in Oklahoma City. Oddly enough, there's like not an Ikea. There's not a CB2. But if there was an Ikea or a CB2, I would go to those stores as well. But I'll go to like West Elm or I'll go to, um, God, what are some of the other ones? There's a place called Bassett Furniture that has like really nice stuff right oh, here. Oh, yeah. So I'll go to places and just kind of see like, well, what are they doing? What's like new for them? And if I want to see what is dying trend-wise, I'll go to Hobby Lobby. There you and go. Seriously. Yeah. Oof. And be like, okay, this stuff's kind of on its way out. You know. That but, is that is so like it, next level. That's like 4D chess. <laughs> go to Hobby Lobby. That's the place to find out. Yeah. Where and if you, want to know, to die. if you want to know what's peaking right now, go to Target. And see true. Like, what is Very the most true. trendy thing right now. How about that? Okay. So what's trending in the future? Is that like an IKEA? C B two, I'd yeah. say. Like what's trending now is a target and then what is dying and what you need to either liquidate or stop carrying is the stuff at Hobby Lobby. Yes. Nice. That speaks so truly to just those stores, places in <laughs> yeah. like society and what people think about them in general. But yeah, very, very true. And I don't think it's, I don't think that it's like, oh, it's at Hobby Lobby. This isn't cool anymore. I think it's literally like it stops being cool and Hobby Lobby's like, oh, we could pick that up. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or like that they is... just know their demographic. They're like, okay, everybody that shops here is a little late to the party. So we'll cater to that. <laughs> a lot of moms, a lot of grandmas. And it just it's works true. out probably for their pricing and all that yeah. stuff. Like it's yeah. finally made it to the level where it's reaching the masses so we can mass produce it and serve it to you for next to nothing and forced labor and i don't know incredible probably a lot of profit bad stuff. a lot yeah. of bad stuff that that you guys but what's good is money 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 <laughs> oh, we love the money keep giving us the money um so so you're selling the furniture you're flipping the furniture you're noticing trends and stuff like that so the next step is like i guess you kind of fall back on your roots and you're like how can i like I think you kind of talked about it with me privately, but like with TikTok, you were like, oh, I could show some stuff here. Right? Yeah. So pandemic happens. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you guys have heard of it, but like this mm-hmm. thing, like people got sick and stuff. Really? So Isn't that where that... they make the noodles? And the... No, that's Panda Express. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The pandemic Express. No. But yes, it's a lot like the noodles and mm-hmm. you wear a mask. But so that happened, COVID-19. And I was like, I'm going to get TikTok. I'm going to get Period. TikTok. And the rest of America yeah. said, and and also and I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm getting on there, and I was like, ooh, this is like what Vine was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we all thought at first. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. And Vine was a place where like, my kind of stuff thrives. It's like, mm-hmm. I can hold you for a minute. You know, mm-hmm. I, like, I can get you there for a minute. Let's go. And uh, that's what TikTok was. I got instantly inspired because for me, YouTube was like too abstract. You can do anything on YouTube. It's right. And it had to be long. Yeah. It had to be like minimum 10 to, minutes. I had yes. to plan. I had to plan for weeks for YouTube. I love little, like sometimes little restrictions or rules can create creativity. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, and that's what happened for me with, yeah. with TikTok. It's like, okay, there's a format to follow. So it's like a template basically and i'm on tiktok and i'm really deep into furniture stuff when the pandemic hits that's whenever like i double down on that kind of business 
And then I'm watching these TikToks and I see some people doing some furniture stuff. And I was like, but nobody's doing DIY furniture comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a niche I'd like to carve out. That exists. So it was so really like just seeing a huge gap in the space. But like, that's that's I'll a me that. that's a me size hole right there. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's like I was just like made for this moment of like, oh man, of like, yeah. So the pandemic comes, I'm a musician, and I'm like, but I I can't play any gigs, but I still want everybody's attention. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like found we're a way podcasters. To do that. We we get it. Yeah, 100%. yeah, we appreciate the honesty. Yeah. So. I'm watching TikToks. I'm getting excited. I'm like, oh, but that wasn't even good. It's got a ton of views. Like, what the heck? And I was like, I know. I know I'm going to make one that just goes all the way. Mm-hmm. And so I just started making TikToks. Like, I think one of the first ones I made is I was like, okay, I'm going to do something like vocally. And people are going to think it's awesome. Okay. And so I did a TikTok where it, it didn't go anywhere. Like, 300 views or something where I was just going wiggity biggity bobbity 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 hobbity bobbity wiggity biggity bobbity 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 hobbity hobbity bobbity wiggity biggity bobbity to be fair excellent content knowing TikTok that could have taken off very fast so you you built the right plane just the landing pad wasn't ready for you or the the airway wasn't so so a good first attempt I would say well thank you then and clearly it worked out yeah so another great thing is you know you put these little videos out there and i love that it's not going like instagram it was like okay just my little pile of friends mm-hmm. and they're like mm-hmm. cool that's the kind of stuff that you do okay <laughs> and no one's wowed no one's laughing and then tiktok you're a performer you need an there. audience yeah you know yeah and i i don't want it to be my peers i want it to be you want like it to be strangers yes strangers who, who can't walk up to you and be like hey what was up with that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah i want to be anonymous to an extent yeah the birds bit in the home depot what were you thinking exactly <laughs> i don't know that was i was referencing what we're talking about i'm, I'm with you yeah i got you <laughs> 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 you did it uh, um where are we Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, so you made your first TikTok, and you were going something along that nature. I would watch that. Thank you, and I'll make it for you if if you'd like. Um, Can we have you on for another episode where the four of us just do that for an hour and a half and release it with no explanation for an hour? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I know. think so. You better put um, me on life support for that. <laughs> no, we would take turns like it was a conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, I don't uh, have that much animal, breath in my, my Animal Crossing ease or whatever they call it. <laughs> when they're like... <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Thank you. I, I was curious if you were familiar with Animal Crossing being that it's like mostly interior design based in gameplay. Okay, so I'm, I haven't played it personally. So okay. I'm going to have to get into that. You're going to have to. It's like... The whole thing is uh, about building a house and decorating it with, like, endless amounts of furniture. Like, there are endless varieties of furniture you can do. And you can actually customize every piece of furniture. You can take it to a person who paints it and changes up the, like different uh hardware and stuff like that on awesome. all of the furniture yeah wow. we'll we'll have to hook you I up with chloe with chloe for that she is our uh walking animal crossing wikipedia page that's true <laughs> yeah. um so to to all of the clinton avery tharp 
fans out there, when you wonder why he hasn't created content in a couple months, it's because we have him deep in the <laughs> Animal Crossing world. Maybe we could get you into streaming. Maybe you could stream Animal Crossing on like Twitch or something. Yeah, get people. We could at least make a spoof video of like, where it's really popular. Like, hey guys, I'm. I'm killing it on I here. I could probably do that for like <laughs> 60 seconds for a TikTok video. So anyway, exactly. you 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 make your first TikTok. It does not take off, but you stick with it. And you're are you like straight off the bat? You're like my TikTok account is gonna be a furniture TikTok account, or were you like I'm gonna make a TikTok account about Clinton Avery Tharp and it's gonna have some furniture and some other stuff? I wasn't sure in the beginning. But I knew that I was going to make viral content somehow. I was trying we to knew that too chick. when we started. We're <laughs> <laughs> still working on that. TikTok's, TikTok is the place for that. Yeah, that's what I hear. It really is. <laughs> so then I, I made a few other videos, I, you know, just things that came off the top of my head kind of stuff. And then I was just like working, doing furniture stuff. And I thought about why don't I make one of these videos like these people do, except I'll make mine funny. And the very first video I made was just about how to move a big dresser by yourself, like a six-door dresser, how to do that. Because sometimes you're trying to move something like that really heavy, and it's just you, and you can do that. A six-door dresser, pull all the drawers out, essentially. Step one. Yeah. Got it. And then just pick it up sexy. <laughs> And be you know your cat will think all the drawers are litter boxes, so be mindful of that. So get them up quick. Yeah. So get them up quick. There wasn't a lot to that first video, and it didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. It did okay, but then I took the skirt off a sofa and made that video, and that was the first one that like went viral. I remember I kept refreshing it with my wife, and I was like, oh my god, oh it's it's going, babe. It's going. It's, it's going. It's going. It's going. Oh, and she's, man. yeah, she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, exactly babe, oh, lots of kids are watching it. The kids, the kids, do it for the kids, honey. I do it for the, I do it so that these kids know that they need to go to any of their grandparents' houses. And if they see skirts on their grandparents' furniture, they just got to get some, some, some pullers and some sisters and That's some right. things like Grab that. And just. The grab and doodle and they just got to get that off. Just get just it. Yank it off. Just get her out of there. They need to do it immediately without their parents' permission, and it'll look a lot better. That's right. And then and that's a lesson. And then those kids will end up commenting on your video at some point, saying Uh-oh. that you're gentrifying the thrift store or that you're gentrifying <laughs> the furniture. And at first, you might want to get upset, but then you click on their profile, and it's like a nine-year-old kid, you know? You're like, how do you know this? Do you ever get yeah, hater how, comments on TikTok? Just be like, it's probably a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get Not to mention, mad. like, we've established very clearly and without prompting in this episode of Entertain This that you have lived your life in the thrift shop. Like, you didn't just start going there to make content. Right. That's been your place. Like, that's a lot of people's places. Yes. You don't need to pretend like it's not. I mean, we go thrifting all the time. It's a it's a pastime. It's kind of the only way to get good clothes nowadays. It really is. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I, you're you're the expert on thrift stores here, but like my my assumption would be that the purpose of a thrift store would be to take something, renew it, and give it life, 
and give it like a whole second opportunity at seeing the world. Like some people think that the thrift store's purpose is to get items to poor people. So to the people that believe that they don't like a person like me, they think that I'm stealing from the, the poor and selling to the rich. Hmm. I think there are better outlets. There are. There are that... furniture banks. If you can't yes. afford furniture, Google search furniture banks or like how to get free furniture in your area. Usually churches, uh, the Salvation Army, Goodwill. Some of them even have programs. Basically, if you need it that bad, you're not going to have to pay for it at all. It's not. And you shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. There's you plenty. You absolutely shouldn't. There's plenty. And there's also research that like even with the rise of furniture flipping and all that stuff, there's still like millions of tons of furniture that goes to the landfill yeah, every right. year. Like crazy And that's all waste. Yeah. And who's to, I mean, I don't know what the shelf life at a Goodwill is, but I imagine that with them constantly getting in donations, there's a certain point where something doesn't sell and they're like, toss it. It's not worth yeah. anything. And then that's where it's headed. Like it's going to the landfill. Uh, exactly. Meanwhile, you know, you can buy it, put some honest work into it and then make a good profit off it. I, I don't think anyone should fault you for that. Yeah. Well, and um, it seems like a big name of that game is to be able to have the eye to see what is actually like you can, you can transform what you can make, make uh, renew and you can that make is all good. Absolutely. It's so how do you guys feel about this? Yesterday I found a piece at a Goodwill. I paid $120 for it. It was it's a late 1800s dresser that is solid wood construction, has like carved accents on it, very like Art Nouveau, kind of flowery. Not my typical cup of tea, but it's a beautiful piece and does have clean lines. Could actually fit into like a modern vibe if you wanted it to. Very versatile. Bought it for 120 and I sold it in the same day for one or for a $650. Whew. Yep. And I all I did all I had to do was clean it up and like put some oil on it. Some uh some of this stuff I use. Howard feed and wax. Ooh, okay. Is this sponsored? No. They've sent me some free stuff before. Mm -hmm. But man, look at that, would (laughs) you? Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff, Howard. I'm not sure. No, just mustard. a little, mustard. just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, just knock a little bit back. It's organic, yeah. you know. It's fine. <laughs> that, that's the Mountain Dew, folks. That's oh, the Mountain oh, yeah. Dew. Yeah. That's not. That's not the. Our actual sponsor. Um, <laughs> Mountain, Dew Mountain, Mountain, Mountain Dew. What's in this stuff? <laughs> that's our catch. If you didn't know. Um, but no, I don't. I don't have anything against that. Like, here's the thing, and here's the question that I ask in situations like that is. If somebody else knew they could have done that, would they have done that? And the answer is always yes. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. If you can look at a piece of furniture and you've gained the experience and the know-how to pick out stuff like Because if I saw that dresser, I'd be like, well, that's pretty, but I don't think it's $130 pretty because I don't know. But you know. So you put in that work on the back end as well. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I because if I had about it that feels wrong to people. I don't. But here's the I thing can, is it's... It's like jealousy almost. It's mm. like they're they're mad about it because they're not the ones who did it. It's I don't like, know. It I could like too easy. Yeah, Maybe. like I could kind of understand like the whole idea of like 
the purpose of it is to provide an outlet for people who don't have the money to go to like a CB2 or a yes. Home Depot or whatnot. But like at the same time, like it's it's such a great opportunity to like take something and just make it something that people can really appreciate. I think that the most important thing to harbor on, and we did, and I feel I feel uh, ethically okay about saying some stuff like this because we did, is that there are those outlets that it's free for people right. who really need it, and they can go there. And at the end of the day, I mean, even Goodwill has some pretty shady practices that they that they kind of commence through, and they are as much as they are like upstanding in society, they they make a profit. Uh, off of the stuff that they do they keep the lights on and their inventory is completely gathered for free so it's free on the back end profit on the front end and they make some donations but they do profit so like it's not like you're walking into like a homeless shelter and stealing the pot of soup like that's not what's happening it's yeah like i would even equate it to the people who like go my dad's a professional chef. Let's see what he can turn this Big Mac into. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's yeah. like, is that fair? Because, you know, you shouldn't be making this great this great food out of, of McDonald's. McDonald's is meant for people who can't afford gourmet dishes. And now you're like, that's like, nobody does that's that. Actually, it sounds that's actually, that's a really good analogy, actually, because <laughs> there is plenty to go around. And that's why I don't feel bad. It's not like I went in there and got the last armoire, yeah. which would be a great <laughs> French film. What the hell is going on? But like, yeah, I went in there and there was several pieces of furniture and there was actually like too many good ones where I didn't buy them all. Like there was another like amazing dresser, but I was like, you know what? I got this one and it's probably going to make me a lot of money. I'm going to leave that other one because it's giant and whatever. I'm fi- I'm satisfied here with this. Yeah. yeah. And not to mention on like the hourly base, how long does it take you to find something like that? Like, you're not going to find something like that every time you go out. You're going to spend hours finding nothing or yeah. finding these little pieces. Which like... brings me to today's second pro tip. Go ahead. Whenever you're thrifting, if you are looking for furniture, I I go in, I'm fast. I like go right to where the furniture is. I'm like skimming, I'm looking. If you stay in there too long, you're going to end up polishing a turd. You know, you're going to be like, well, this is actually mm. kind of nice. Like, mm. I'm going to go. Because you've committed so much time. You're like, exactly. I have to get something out of this. Yeah. So a lot of times I'm leaving empty handed. Like, I'll go to 10 thrift stores in a day. Sometimes I won't find anything. Or sometimes I'll just find a couple things in those 10 thrift stores. But, yeah, I try to, I try to uh, not to buy the stuff that's like stupid <laughs> yeah here's here's an interesting question have you ever now that you've kind of gone viral a couple times have you ever had somebody who like donated something reach out to you and be like hey that was mine like, hey i want <laughs> yes, that back i have have you seriously <laughs> yes um i don't know if it was okay so here's something else i do is sometimes you say no give backsies <laughs> i i do say that first and foremost. but i don't mean it oh okay, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I'll buy stuff on Facebook Marketplace sometimes and then resell it. Okay, so a lot of times if I buy it on Marketplace, I usually sell it in my vintage booth at the Rink Gallery here in Mm. Oklahoma City. Oh, so you have your own little, like, antique gallery booth. Yes, yes, and that's been huge. Like, that's like, I feel like if you're kind of a furniture flipper and you're doing it on Marketplace or Craigslist or whatever avenue have you, but 
the next step for you is also have a vintage booth because that's like doubling yourself. That's like Michael mm-hmm. Keaton, multiplicity, yeah. you and another version of you selling it because it's getting sold at the rink right now. Like I'm not even there. They're open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And my stuff's getting sold for me, although I do have to pay booth rent and then 10% of my sales mm. to the rink. That's still profit. Still, though, so it's yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. I'll straight up share numbers. Um, my sales this last month were like $2,000, but my sales before that month were $4,000. My booth rent was 550 and then ten percent of that, like four thousand. But still, yeah. So you're was, still, yeah. And that's passive income. Exactly. Almost. Yeah. That's 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 incredible. So then, if you can have something like that going, and then have, can you hear the ice cream man? No, it's great audio background. That's the atmosphere. <laughs> Honestly, meeting you in person, the fact that there hasn't been ice cream man music playing the entire time is a little nutty. Yeah, I would kind of like to have that just going. We'll get you I'll a tell the circle the block. or something. <laughs> you just park out here for a little bit. Uh, where was I, though? Get you so some you ice cream. Of... Yeah, that's what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You were talking about your passive income coming from your, your booth. Okay, yes. So then, so, man, you're damn good, Alex. Uh, he is. Thank you. <laughs> paying attention. Um, okay, so the next thing I was going to say is, oh, if you can make 50 to $100 off of an item then heck yeah it's worth it Mm -hmm. so if you can take the other guy that is actually working not at the rink you and have him sell 10 pieces of furniture a week making a hundred dollars in profit then there's a thousand dollars you know of profit each week so four weeks four grand and then if you can make two to four grand at the rink or whatever vintage booth yours is called, <laughs> then that's like $27,000. Did I get the math right? Yes. Yeah, just of like passive income. I'm just kidding. It wasn't 20. It was like eight grand. <laughs> it's like something. <laughs> but be eight grand a month, passive, though. Still passive income. That's damn Well, good. one's passive and the other one's more active because the other, the other guy's like, I'm doing the stuff, selling it through. It's still kind of passive. You're right. It's still pretty... Because you're still just like passive. setting up and waiting for it to sell. Like... The, the work is there, but the income is almost passive. Because it's like, while that's happening in the background, you're working on more stuff. So yeah. it's like overlapping. I don't know. Maybe it's like a, maybe it's not passive necessarily, but it's in the realm. Um, passive aggressive income. I love that, Ooh. actually. That's we how start I'd a whole like podcast called that. Passive aggressive income. And it's just, it's just the us talking about <laughs> podcast. After okay. the wiggity, wiggity, bobbity, 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 bobbity. And there's 30 minutes of that to, to open each show. Um, so when it comes to what you do, what percentage of furniture that you take or anything that you sell, because sometimes you'd just be selling wicker baskets. That's true. Uh, that's true. Uh, what percentage of that comes from thrifting and what percentage comes from like antique stores or do you just avoid antique stores altogether? That's a good question. I don't, I, I go to antique stores and that can actually be a good way to source things, especially if you... Mm. Are like on the way from you know one city to another all those small towns in between those antique stores that's 
you know, a good place to go because all those booth vendors, they're all people with good eyes that are finding this stuff. And in smaller towns, a lot of times it's priced to sell. If they're not having a lot of traffic come through there, then you can get some really good deals on stuff. But How like, often do you find yourself like traveling to be in those smaller towns? Not as much as I'd like to, you know, having a, having a kid and a family and stuff slowed my travel down, but I would, I don't know, probably three to four times a year, I go somewhere like from Oklahoma City to Dallas or Oklahoma City to Wichita, uh, Kansas and back or to, you know, Missouri and back or something like that and just make a little trip out of it. You know, uh, just with my truck, you know, so there's not like a lot that I can, but the dream is like get one of those sprinter vans and really just make like yeah. a little tour out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be awesome. Bring the guitar the... and maybe yeah. go busking kind of on the way. I don't know. I think with the following <laughs> that you have, if you were to just like, you know, when you're, when you're, when your child grows up and you've found yourself a bit more, you know, free, uh, free time on your hands. Um, if you were to like set up a tour where you just like stopped and you like set up some furniture that you had in the back of like a, like a cargo van or uh, something of that sort Mm -hmm. and you just like played music, people would for sure show up. I can tell you at least three people who would show up. Oh yeah. The three of us would definitely be there, (laughs) but I think that's for sure something that people would be interested in. I could bring a couch for everybody to sign. Nice. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Cause you did do <laughs> that. Recently. That's yeah. something that like you've done a couple times. Yeah, I've done that before, and it was fun was having people. It was at an art show. Yeah. It was at an NFT art show. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how to do NFT, so I'm gonna have <laughs> this couch, couch that people sign. <laughs> and then you sold the couch, right? Well, that was the plan, but the uh, the studio flooded, and the the couch actually got flooded. Oh, oh no. no! No restoring but, that. Yeah, no. but it was no biggie. We, uh, I don't. We we paid some. I wasn't there, but I believe my friend paid a homeless guy to take it, and he just used it. So, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and I was like having this dream of how cool it would be to like see that couch with everybody's signatures on it, like with exposed brick in an alley. And they're like, wait, I'm getting too far to this hobo dream. <laughs> so awesome. I didn't go looking for it. But Let's I wanted ride to that it. exposed brick segue real quick. Yeah. Um, because one of the things that you talk about a lot on TikTok and something that we as uh, men in their mid-20s need help with is um, furnishing. And, you know, yes. you talk about setting up... Uh, like different shots that you take, framing mm-hmm. your furniture that you're selling and stuff like that. But even that works with just regular interior design. Absolutely. So if you could give a, a, a man in his mid-20s some just quick tips on how to make a space that a girl could walk into and not think that he was a goblin, <laughs> what Absolutely. would those tips be? Clean Support lines and soft yeah. light. Clean lines, lines soft, soft light. Yes. Okay, so like um, that kind of entertainment center you know, back behind you. Alex, um, you know, that is example, that's an example of clean lines. Clean. Okay. Lines. So now if we, uh, if we took all the stuff off of it, maybe we could 
you know, for the sake of you actually using it to live there, we could keep the, you know, the media or stuff. But, okay, so let's just have that. Now we need a couple lamps. Okay. You know, give us a couple lamps. <laughs> Stick them up there. I usually have your art, brain. but we're in the middle of moving, so mm-hmm. I don't have art. But, yeah, get you some soft light. Is Have a lot of lighting and get furniture with clean lines and try not to have anything out you know like if you, if you <laughs> keep, can keep hide things in a little tidy <laughs> yeah hide in there good and have rugs mm-hmm. rugs make Clean a big lines, difference lots of lighting and rugs so whenever Your videos the overhead actually... lights are off and then everything looks good yeah Ooh. very nice what you're creating is a jungle boogie fuck room say that one more time a jungle boogie a fuck room that's very good <laughs> That's very good. Uh, plants, I, I love, imagine, is somewhere Your, your wordplay is the greatest. A jungle boogie, <laughs> a jungle boogie I, need to, I need to get some, some legs that you have often used in furniture creating and stick it on that thing. Because right totally. now I'm sitting on like two bookcases that I want to get rid of. Yeah. Oh, man. I love just... That's the beauty of this stuff. You can just put legs on things. Just stick some legs just on put it. put legs on Shut it. Up. Will it leg? Put it a will. Bird on it. It will. Yeah, put a bird on it, put some legs on it. Yeah, you can just oh, order hairpin legs for like $30 on Amazon. Do you get a, yeah. you get a set of four? Yeah. You get a That's set of I four need. hairpins. Or uh, I bought this box of tapered legs, like the kind of mid-century oh, yeah, tapered yeah. legs. Mm-hmm. That You can get those on Amazon. I lucked out and have this giant box of like 60 pairs of vintage um, Zenith legs from old record players oh wow yeah i put them on all kinds of stuff yeah that's so cool yeah it's okay crazy how you can just do that and like oh now all of a sudden i desire it now i'm fancy now <laughs> yeah now it's exactly. a thing that i'd like a lot yeah strange um so i got a i got a couple more questions and we're gonna try sure. to get through it fast because we're starting to get to the end of the hour but Uh-oh. um how often or is there any value would you say in like um buying ikea furniture or if you have ikea furniture some of the new age stuff that's like almost cardboard ish wood and just upgrading that stuff with the same tips that you give for older like older furniture that you've uh upgraded a bit yeah so like for example that is like pretty much that style but if i threw some hairpin legs on it maybe we got something yeah i love ikea honestly like Mm -hmm. there are certain things like the just think about what the piece is. If it's a piece that's getting tons of use, like coffee tables, you may be kind of careful. Or like mm-hmm. certain, they're getting better with like some of their seating and whatnot, but like an everyday chair or something, it's going to have like, it's going to wear probably pretty quickly. Yeah. But yeah, I'm into all those like modifications people make and all that stuff. But honestly, if you're going to like start modifying something, you might as well just try to find something at a thrift store. Mm-hmm. because then you could just like the leg thing all you need to find is a really cool top and then order some hairpin legs or or find a piece of furniture that has cool legs and find a piece of furniture that has a cool top make them go together make them just and, mash them up make, together some glue um, <laughs> some, that's it maybe some screws yeah I mean maybe some screws honestly use glue a lot with wood it's crazy yeah, how whenever you start learning all this stuff, you're like, it's actually just like my craft project when I was nine. <laughs> pop just, a little bit just, of Elmer's on there. Pop and, a little bit of glue, wipe it sticks. away, clamp it. 
That's it. Easy yeah. as that. That's the, that's the ball game, folks. That's glue and clamps. And then uh, just kind of quickly, I guess, um, you, you've gone viral on TikTok. I don't have to tell you that. You know where you're at. How, how'd you do it? What tips would you give to creators out there who are trying to find their little hole they fit in in this big, wide internet world? I would say anytime a video speaks to you that you see on TikTok, go, okay, why? What makes this video awesome? And then also make tons of videos, post them on TikTok. If they don't do well, just delete them. Get that's what I was, yeah. yeah, that's what I was doing. I would like make a video and I would give it like a day and like nothing would happen. I would delete it. And then whenever I had furniture videos hit, I then deleted all my videos that I hadn't deleted that weren't furniture related. Mm. I was like, okay, this isn't, you know, I kind of was like, okay, this is my thing. Yeah. I'm going to be a furniture guy niche. now. This is, yeah, what, go. this is what worked out. Yeah, you got to deal with like the, the weird kids who are like, this isn't furniture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yes, they all sound like that too. They do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I deal with those kids. I just tell them to go to their bed. Go, go, bed. go to bed. Go to your bed. Hey, go to your bed. Zachary, go to your bed. They listen. That's pretty good. Um, I had a couple more. Oh, yes. You, you talked about how you were trying to get a TV show. Yeah. On HGTV, and they were idiots, and that's fine. Um, but I can say that. I don't know if you can say that because you're still trying to have a professional relationship with. I mean, I am, and like they've that. been awesome. Honestly, yeah. It's like the what happened was some of the executives didn't like it. Some of them mm-hmm. did. Some of them really pushed for it. So it's like they're a little bit divided. Mm-hmm. And how it originally worked was, I was discovered on TikTok by the partner of the producer we ended up going with. He was like, hey, my partner, you know, makes shows for Discovery and other networks. Would you be interested in talking to him? Yes, totally. Then we developed a relationship. We ended up, you know, kind of talking out what the pitch would be for a show. And then I ended up filming that pitch. It was like a three minute and 30 second thing that then he edited. His name is Seth Sherman. Uh, Little People, Big World was like his baby. Gotcha. Okay. Show. He was also on. Um, or he was a producer on. What is it? Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Oh. Oh, classic. Yeah, and uh, to catch a contractor. That's a wild name for a show. That <laughs> yeah. That's a new one. Yeah. It was like where contractors would be doing shady stuff, and mm. they would catch them. Oh, okay. So this that, was like, like a like a Chris Hansen sort of situation. Yeah. Okay. So what are you doing? It was Adam Carolla. <laughs> Oh, okay. It was Adam Cool. Yeah. Okay. So he was like, hey, uh, shithead. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Never seen right over here. Yeah. Well, we, we, hope, we hope your show gets picked up uh, at some point. I hope so, you're, too. You're very talented. You oh, have a very thanks. specific, as Michael has said, a very specific style, a very specific voice that... Uh, that that personally, I'm a huge fan. Oh yeah, it's... so I I want to I want more of it. Of course, everyone does. That's why you're viral. Um, but with all of that being said, um, we are gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, Nick, you're taking a sip of water, but take your water down. You have a quick this for us? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I got him off guard. When we come back uh, to the quick this. back now and we're still here with uh clinton avery tharp hi 
you're still here. <laughs> thanks, thanks for not bailing on us during the music. I didn't go nowhere. That's so nice. Um, Nick, <laughs> you hosted last week, uh, and as, as it's always known, but I'll reiterate for for Clinton, um, that means this week you're going to throw us a quick this, which is a quick five-minute segment where we go over something uh, not necessarily related to the thing we were talking about, but something that we care no. about and that we don't think we can make a full episode about. Yes. That, that's, so that is what I'm going to do. <laughs> the time is yours. You have five minutes. Okay, I'm watching the time, and I forgot the time already, but here we go. Uh, today, on my quick this, we're finally talking about one of my uh, formative shows from my early collective childhoods. A show that has been often played on those wheel-out TVs in many a grade school classroom. A show that every 90s kid grew to know and love. A show whose theme is so well-known that all I have to say is Bill to make you understand what I mean. We're talking about a guy who knows science, and his last name is Nye. Bill Nye the Science Guy. See what I did there? Um, you might be wondering yeah, there. <laughs> who exactly is Bill Nye after all these years. Is he a scientist? Is he a PhD in physics? The answer might surprise you. He's just a regular old mechanical engineer, and a BA at that, if it matters, which it doesn't. Um, but he worked on the Boeing 747 when he was employed by Boeing in Seattle, um, and he he started to kind of moonlight as a stand-up comedian in his spare time after work, and he won a Steve Martin lookalike contest at a comedy club, which led him to, <laughs> I know it's hard to see, which led him to a meeting with fellow comedians Ross Schaefer and John Keister. Nye eventually left Boeing in 1985 to join Schaefer and Keister in writing and, all, and performing for Almost Live, a then-fledgling sketch comedy TV show produced by the local NBC affiliate in Seattle, KING TV. The instance, the first instance of the science guy persona was um, kind of brought out in 1985 when Nye called Schaefer on the air to correct his pronunciation of the word gigawatt. He said gigawatt like uh, Doc and Back to the Future. It's pronounced gigawatt, of course. To which Schaefer retorted, How do you, <laughs> who do you think you are? Bill Nye the science guy? It's kind of a, that, that's what started it all, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. Um, a throwaway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I think I am. I think I am that. <laughs> Anyways, his persona um, and his first on-air appearance, full, full, uh, full stop there, is, occurred in 1987 when the primary guest for that night's performance of Almost Light had to cancel their appearance. And the show's writers had panicked and suggested that Bill demonstrate household uses of liquid nitrogen. And hilarity, of course, ensues after that because, of course, liquid nitrogen makes things cold enough to shatter with a hammer. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he does this. He does a few other science type demonstrations for Almost Live. And he thinks that he could have his own show to go do these things on. So he convinces a local PBS member station, KCTS-TV, to take a chance on the idea. And then they aired the pilot on April 14th of 1993 to widespread acclaim. Now, what's the deal with that theme song? You know, I just kind of brought it up in the beginning little segment of this, but it was written by songwriter and former math teacher of Bill Nye, Mike Green. When <laughs> Green was writing the theme song, the show's producer requested that they make the song, quote, not sound like a kid's show, end quote. <laughs> I'd certainly argue that it doesn't sound like a kid's show theme song. Not traditionally. No, not no. traditionally, at least. Um, but it's kind of set to this house beat to which Green enlisted rappers local rappers to repeat the word bill as if they being this percussive shout and deliberately kind of imitating the uh the famous song at the time house of pains jump around you know how it goes jump jump 
You can kind of hear it. Oh. Yeah. Which I'd argue is probably one of the first uh, musical parodies to appear on the show, but that's just me. Um, when he told these rappers to go in the booth and, and shout Bill, Bill, Bill all over again, they had no idea what it was for, but the show came out later and they figured it out. I just find that funny. Can you say Bill a couple times for me in this booth? They're like, anyway, here's your $200. Why? Oh, no reason. So, honey, what was Don't that recording session like earlier? I said uh, Bill. Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know what's going to be. I just wish that good. the music, I just wish that the music would speak to my soul like it used to. Oh, come on. It couldn't have been that bad. No, honey. Today, I don't. I just really think I've moved away from my artistic vision. It's like, oh, come on. Let me hear a little bit of it. Cuts to Bill, 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 Bill. Bill, Bill, Bill. She's just like packing up the kids in like a suitcase. She's like, you're never going to make it in this town. They'll never, they'll never know the name Billy Fresh. Bill. <laughs> Anyways, the... The TV show uh, that Bill Nye is so famous for, Bill Nye the Science Guy, ran from 1993 to 1998 and was the most-watched most educational TV shows in the United States at the time. Although it focused on younger viewers, it also attracted a significant adult audience with its quirky humor and kind of rapid-fire uh, MTV style of, of pacing and editing. And it kind of made science entertaining and accessible, making it a popular teaching tool to classrooms, including mine, the world over. And the show won critical acclaim, too. It was nominated for 23 Emmy Awards and, and winning twenty or winning 19 of those. So that's a pretty good kill-to-death ratio, I guess. But um, in surveys of the elementary students who watched the program, most children concluded that Nye made, quote, kids like science more. And students described Nye as uh, equally as both funny and smart and believed he was a good source of information, which he most certainly was. He wasn't. Well, <laughs> he was at the time. So He was. While Bill and I, the science guy, may have been off the air since 1998, uh, his shows continued to educate and entertain a generation of school children the world over. And Bill's been busy since the show ended. He's been an advocate for science since, since there, then, and he's been giving talks around the world, debating even the famous creationist and asshat, Ken Ham. Uh, Remember when that happened? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a big deal. Um and he also has a Netflix show called Bill Nye Saves the World, which is pretty decent. Anyways, Bill Nye is more than just a science guy. He's a cool guy who I will always enjoy watching. Um, and I enjoy just going back and <laughs> even for the nostalgia, I'll, I'll watch it for the jazzy kind of 90s aesthetic. Um, True. It's kind of timeless in that, in that way. So on Disney Plus? Is that where it's at? It is not yet on Disney Plus because Bill and I had a mm. dispute with the mouse about him getting mm. paid. So Good for him. Um, but that's my end of my quick this. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some sound ways to adjust the amplitude of science. That's that's what oh, he's. That's oh, how he signs oh. off. You see what I did yep. there? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched Bill Nye in school. It was those days where the teacher was like, "All right, we're playing a video." <laughs> they, roll, oh, yeah. they roll out the big old, yeah. <laughs> big old something, something that maybe Clinton could find use for in a home. Yes. Who knows? We we grow yeah, uh, We totally find something for useful for it. There you go. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. I came to life. (laughs) Wow. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to another exciting episode of Entertain This. Thank you, Clinton, for coming on our show. Can I call you Clinton? I'm going to call you Clinton. Absolutely. Call me whatever. Great. Uh, Call me. Just don't call me late for dinner. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. uh, Thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. Um, I had such a great time. This was fun. I'll be on next week. I'll be on every time. I'm, I'm be on, on it. Please. This is the new host of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to go ahead and plug your stuff? Not that, that you need it, but... 
by all means. He was dancing. Plug your plug your socials. Plug your uh, plug your booth. Plug whatever. Hey guys, Clinton Tharp here. Um, yeah, catch me on TikTok. How about that? And uh, it's at Clinton Avery Tharp on TikTok. And if you're gonna be in Oklahoma City sometime, go check out my booth. It's at Rink Gallery. That's right, Rink Gallery. It used to be a skating rink. Now it's a place where you can buy vintage stuff. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm on Instagram and I'm LinkedIn. I I'm not very active on LinkedIn, <laughs> um, but I am active on LinkedIn. Business contacts for the Ooh, future. That's a thing. Business contact lenses. Ah, Damn, incredible. <laughs> so good. What very up, Shark Tank? What up, Shark Tank? <laughs> I'm here with a freaking idea. You're gonna give me money. Okay, so uh, as always, thank you for watching our show. Uh, if there's anything on the show that we haven't covered yet that you think that we need to cover to encapsulate all things entertainment, please send us your suggestions. And who knows, you might get invited on the show like our guest Clinton here. Uh, there are a couple ways that you can do that. You can go to our website, www.entertainthis.net slash podcast. Scroll all the way to the bottom. There's a little questionnaire you can fill out there. Uh, or you can just email us. It's pretty simple. Uh, our email is entertainthispodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. We are entertain underscore this. On Instagram, we are entertain this podcast. And on Facebook, we are podcast entertain this. And as always, entertain us so we can entertain you and you can entertain this. We'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye. See ya. Special thanks to Clinton Avery Tharp for joining us on this episode. Additional commentary was provided by Alex Steele, Nick Musikangas, and Michael Savoya. Our showrunner and resident fact checker is Chloe Price. Our theme music is Rushable by Aaron Spencer, with interstitial music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening.